On today's episode of the podcast, we are going to be talking to Lauren Kendi of This Simplified Home. She is a mom. She is an entrepreneur. She is a genius at decluttering. And we are going to talk about everything from how clutter in your home and decluttering actually relates to your ability to do your business well and productivity and mom guilt and all the things. So if managing your home and balancing all of that with being an entrepreneur and being a mom is really overwhelming to you, then today's episode is going to be something that you're going to want to listen to. I'm excited for you to hear it. If you're feeling God call you to pivot life as you know it by leaving your career plans to start an online business and you're terrified of how you'd ever actually pull that off, then you're a mama with a calling and this is the podcast for you. Here's where we'll talk about everything from choosing the right business and running it as a mom to biblical inspiration and motivation to conquer your fears. Because even though it's causing you some anxiety, you're also excited because you know God's calling you to it. And that means you're headed to a life with more joy, fulfillment, and purpose like you've always wanted. Hi, I'm Alexia Carrillo, fellow Mama with the Calling, and I'm passionate about helping other moms like you step into their calling and not stay stuck in their career for fear of going against the grain. I believe it's okay to pivot and follow God's calling on your life without the guilt or shame for not doing what the world says you should do. This is the Mama with the Calling podcast where we'll figure out how you can actually make this wild calling on your life become a reality. Let's grab some coffee and dive in. Hey, so before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a challenge that I have going on right now in the Mama with the Calling Facebook group. It is actually wrapping up. It is called the Monetize Your Business Challenge. But the reason I'm telling you about it now is because if you participate in this challenge, you will be entered to win a 90 minute intensive with me and a one week of Voxer. This is a $200 value. All you have to do to participate is watch the videos that are in the Facebook group, the Mama with the Calling Facebook group, and let me know your biggest takeaway from those. Then let me know what what thing you're going to start offering for sale in your business. So do that by Sunday, March 21st, and then I'm going to draw the winner on Monday. So again, that's in the Mama with the Calling Facebook group. And if you're interested in having a week of coaching with me to help you with get clarity in your business and help you move forward with that, then you're definitely going to want to check out this challenge. And even still, the challenge itself, is a lot of great information about how to start offering things for sale in your business sooner rather than later. All right, let's get into today's episode. All right, welcome back to the Mama with a Calling podcast. Today, I have Lauren Kendi on the podcast from This Simplified Home, and I'm so excited to have you, Lauren. Thank you for being here. Yay, thanks for having me. Yeah, so I love what your blog is all about, and I want to get into that in a little bit. But first, can you tell us some about yourself, kind of who you are and what you what your business is about? Okay, um, well, my let me start with um, my business is a it's about decluttering, and I'm specifically interested in um, the emotional attachment that we have to clutter. I am a reformed hoarder and I'm somebody who has struggled with clutter my whole life. So that's been really interesting for me. Like I'm a thinker, which is bad when it comes to clutter, but also good for figuring things out. And I'm also 
kind of a serial entrepreneur that like this is something that is on my heart that I know I have to do. Um, I have run a wedding photography business. I tried to be a postpartum doula. I've tried several YouTube channels. I've tried other blogs. And then this current blog started in 2017 and it started off with just like a mom blog and then went to like cleaning and decluttering and now it's just decluttering. So none of my businesses have been super successful thus far. Um, but I'm hoping that that is all part of like my success story and that if I keep going, I will figure something out. I love that because I think that it's very common for, I mean, at least everybody that I've met has, have, they've tried multiple businesses. And I think instead of looking at that as some of us can look at that as like a failure, like, why can't I just figure it out? And I think a lot of times what it's actually showing us is that we are we are meant for something and we feel it just like going in this direction and that direction and that direction, just, just trying to find it. And that it's really actually a good thing that when you tried one thing, you're like, it doesn't quite align. Right. But what you're doing now with the decluttering, I think that that speaks to you more, right? Because you were, um, when you say a hoarder, do you mean like, like legit hoarder or like, I don't know, like what, what's the clarification there? Well, I, I know that like the, I forget what society is. They have like different levels and mine would be, it's like, I forget which level it is like level one where like the whole floor is covered, but it's not floor to ceiling. Um, but it, there was also a lot of like mental things mm -hmm. going on. Um, I internalized a lot of it. I felt like it meant that I was lazy. It meant that I was unproductive. I would see my friends who had like successful careers and had kids and all these busy things. And yet their home was always clean and they had uh, home cooked food on the table. And I just struggled to do anything. And so I internalized it to mean that that was something about me, that there was something wrong with me because I consider myself to be a relatively smart person. But again, that goes back to like the overthinking is sometimes I want to figure out what to do before I actually do it. And that also applies in business that like I spent so many years trying to figure out the right way, the perfect path, instead of just taking the steps. Um, and then also you mentioned about people starting so many businesses and then feeling like a failure for, there was a good three to four years where I, after I had my wedding photography business and it just never, I thought that if I just got clients and if it grew, like it would just grow into a full-time business and it never got to that point. And so we ended up moving and I just didn't have the energy to restart the business. And I, it, it was a really hard, like part of my self-worth for a while, like feeling like that was, that was just a failure and that was something against me. So even though I've been trying to be an entrepreneur for about 10 years now, there was a good like three to four years in there where I was just down on myself the whole time because I felt like that was, that was like the, I don't know, the indication or the, like the proof. example of, of why I was, was a failure and wasn't meant to do business, but it just never went away this idea. And that's why I was like starting all of these other blogs and YouTube channels, because I feel like I wanted to do it. I didn't have the confidence to do it, but there was just something inside of me that felt like I wanted to create something like bigger than myself. Do you think that when you overcame the clutter problem, the hoarding problem, when you shifted your mindset on that, you also saw your business 
have more success that you were able to streamline that better? I think like not at the same time. So for my clutter journey, I've been on this for about five years. And the first part of it was getting rid of like the initial part of the clutter. And because I had such a strong emotional tie to it, it took a really long time. And then also during that time, we had another baby and we moved cross country. So there were like other things that were kind of getting in the way. But I got to this point where my home was pretty much clean. And I had actually hired a cleaning lady to come and do a deep clean. And she came two different times and I worked ahead of her to put everything away. And she would work behind me to to do all the deep cleaning part. And when she left, my home was like pristinely clean and I still could find things to pick at. And I realized, well, it wasn't the clutter that was the problem. There's like something else going on. Um, So I think once I was getting through like those mindset things of having more confidence in myself and having more self-worth and um, stop, stop judging, like it's really hard for me to not judge myself based on like my output the things that I'm doing. I think that's what's been hard for me to be a stay-at-home mom because there's not, I mean, you're, yes, I would say like, you know, as long as I, my husband comes home and the kids are happy and they're healthy and taken care of, like that's the goal. But like, it was really hard for me to just do the day in, day out with the same thing every day. And I've, I've really had to work to realize my worth is just there just because I'm a human, just because I'm alive. Like we all have, we're all inherently worthy. We don't have to do anything to be worthy. And that's been really hard to, to separate from like my actions. I love that because not that you went through that, but <laughs> I love that you come to that, that conclusion because I've done the same journey. Um, I'm not on the other side yet with the clutter, but The reason I asked that question in that way was because I think that clutter, it represents like, you know, they say the outward represents the inward. It's like the clutter to me, it's connected to a scarcity mindset for me. I don't know if it's true for everybody, but it's definitely like I grew up rather poor. And so I have this thing where it's like, don't get rid of anything because you never know when you're going to need it. And I found it on sale and blah, 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 you know, that kind of stuff. And so Um, There's that part of it, but then there's the cleanliness or like just having routines and systems and all of that. And I think that when you start to recognize that like there, like in your house, in your home, it's like, then you start to recognize that you have to like implementing systems in your business, having, um, being very intentional, doing things you don't want to do. Cleaning is not fun. Like, like Mm it's not for me or decluttering is not fun either. Or saying no Mm -hmm. to things or getting rid of things like those are tasks that we have to do, but they're not, it requires to me, it's like discipline, what I would call discipline, like doing it anyway. It's like, if for me, I've, I mean, I've personally found that when I started doing the more decluttering and having more routines in my home, that my business also, it it's more efficient. I'm better at it. I'm showing up and doing things more because like, it's all, I don't know, it's just all connected. And like you said, the self-worth, the same thing. Um, I, I can relate to just a lot of that. And one of the things about clutter is that it's all decisions. And so if you're getting better at making decisions about your clutter, it can help you get better at making decisions about your business. And just like you're saying that like you can sit down and get a lot of work done. If you're good at looking your to-do list of 10,000 things to do, but you can pick like the five things that are most important, like that's going to help you in your business making those decisions. Yeah. So let's talk about that more. Cause I think that is so important. Just like how 
how do we get good? Like if we're recognizing that making decisions is actually hard, that if we really look at it, I think so often we're going to beat ourselves up. Like, why can't I just get things done? Why can't I just clean more? Why can't I just do more? And, and it actually might be a reflection of, I need to be better or get better or improve that skill of making decisions quickly and sticking to the decision, mm-hmm. right? Like say, like with time blocking or something, if you decide you're going to do this during that block, first of all, deciding to do it. Second of all, staying, sticking to it. So do you have tips for how we can improve our ability to make decisions? So I think a lot of it comes down to confidence and especially like both with motherhood and with running an online business, there's like 5 million ways you can do it and all of them can be successful. And so, especially when it comes to starting an online business, if you're following five different people, they're going to tell you five different ways to do things. And you can waste a lot of time doing part of somebody's method and then part of somebody else's method. And so it's like the confidence in ourselves to realize, okay, here are the five ways this way or this part of this method is the best for me. And same thing with, with, with motherhood or with managing our homes, it's having the confidence to look at what we want to do in our homes. And it might be different than our friends. It might be different than what, how our moms handled their homes growing up and that's okay. And just picking something that's the best for us that supports our hopes and our dreams. Yeah. And I think, oh goodness, I could go on and on about that. (laughs) Cause I think confidence, like you said, confidence, it's just so interesting to me, the mindset, like the mental connection between your home and your business. Like, seriously, I just think that I'm just seeing, like recently, I feel like God's been showing me that message over and over in different ways. And then for me in my life, just the way I've been working is I've been working on the home and but like the connection of like, like you said, the confidence, the confidence in doing something not to please others, but just because it brings me honor. And like, I, it brings me joy. Like I love you know, this about my home, I want to paint the room purple, like whatever it is, or maybe I'm okay having some toys in the living room, setting up what feels good for you, but also like in your business, like doing a business that maybe is going against the grain or maybe having a business in the first place. (laughs) Like sometimes you feel kind of crazy because, you know, like people look at you, like you got three heads. If you say you have an online business, of course, now with COVID and everything, people are like, you do, what do you do? What do you do online? And it's so common now, but I just think it's so interesting. I don't don't know. That's so interesting to me how success, I really feel like success. I don't know too many successful people who have like a disaster of a home. Like the, I, I've noticed that connection for years where I'm like, why? And it's not just because they can hire a cleaning lady. Like they still have to live there and they still have to do th- like, that's just really interesting to me. So the confidence piece, I think is, I don't know. That's just, that's just so, um, so interesting. So you are currently expecting, right? Mm-hmm. Your third? Yes. Yes. How long have you, how long do you say you've been doing like blogging, working from home? Um, so I started my blog back in 2017. And then most recently before that, I had a, a mommy YouTube channel that I poured a lot of time into and just barely made a month enough like to get from AdSense to get the $100 check from Google. And that was it. But, I mean, that's still something though. Yeah. Right? So what made you switch from doing that to decluttering. I mean, it started as the blog started as like this mom thing. And honestly, my, one of my most popular posts, I wrote a post when my son was three years old and it's about 
the daily routine of a stay-at-home mom with a three-year-old and Google loves that post for whatever reason. And like my decluttering stuff is really starting to gain traction. But um, and so I started just talking about everything like mom related. And then I realized I didn't want to talk about anything parenting. Um, it's just not something that's interesting to me. I don't think I'm particularly good at it. And um, I it's not the kind of thing that I would spend my weekends reading parenting books. Um, whereas when I was in the thick of clutter, I would spend my whole like free time watching all the videos and reading all of the books um, and getting into that. So it just seemed like a nice, like I had started talking about mom stuff plus cleaning plus decluttering and a little bit of organization. Um, and it just, the things, the other things just started to fall away as they didn't seem as important. And one of the things that I've realized and this kind of, it kind of hurts my heart. I was raised by like a very like forward thinking mom. Like she was a, a working mom and she has a lot of guilt about that. And I'm like, no mom, you were like a really good um, role model for me because she went after her dreams and she didn't want to be a stay at home mom and she wanted to be a teacher. And that was really exciting for her. So, but one of the things I have that I have a theory on, I think that for women, our homes, they really like affect how we feel and how we're able to show up in other areas of our life. And I'm not saying that we have to have everything perfect and pristine, but I do feel like you were saying that like, if, if you just have so much clutter and chaos, I think it's really hard for us to get beyond that and to do all of like the things that we feel called to do. And I feel like there's a lot of, you know, we're, we're getting into, there's a lot of higher up women who are encouraging those of us who are, who are earlier in our careers to, you know, go for it and you can be a great mom and you can run a business or work up the corporate ladder. But like, nobody's addressing the fact that we're still responsible for what goes on in the home. And like, even like my husband's very supportive and he's super helpful, but I'm still the brain. I'm still the one who realizes what we have to do and when. And I see a lot of my friends that were both, both their husbands and they work really stressful jobs. And they're the ones who are running to the supermarket to get the thing that their child needs for school the next day. And I see it as like an order for women to go after their goals it's kind of helpful for them to have like a very simple home so that they're not spending all of their thinking on that and their brain power can go to their goals and their hopes and their dreams and their career or whatever it is. Yeah. I think that one of, I always say that when I, when I quit my job and came home, I came home in 2018 and one of the biggest shocks to my system was being like in the home all the time. Now, part of that was I was with my son. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I want to be home with my son. And I was like, oh no, I'm home with my son. Like, I didn't know how to be a parent. I mean, it's sad. It was sad. And it took me a long time to really figure out like, oh, kids, there's routines. Like you you can have routines Mm -hmm. and it helps them function better and all this. But the other part of that, and this has just been such a struggle and I, and I want it, I would hope that you can speak on this, which is when you come out of the job and you're now at home, there's like, a, it's just, you're at home all the time. Now the home is where you are. It's where you work. Mm-hmm. You're in it more. So it's messier more. Cause like when I worked my full-time job, I would kind of pick up or do things throughout the week, but I didn't actually like do anything really house related until like Saturday. It was like one day 
But now like that I'm in the home and I used to say that when I get be able, when I'm able to work from home, I'm going to do all this stuff around the house. But I guess I'm saying like, it's so important to have these routines and your home still matters even more like when you're, when you're actually at home. So one of the things that was so challenging for me, like growing up with them with a, like growing up, there was no cleaning routine. There was nothing, mm-hmm. like I had nothing to go off of. So, um, as an adult, as an adult, now that I'm realizing, like having these routines, it feels like a foreign concept, right? Mm-hmm. So how, how do you create a schedule so that you can keep your home in order, um, but also get stuff done in your business? Well, I'm going to speak from a very like non-type A personality because I am not type A. And for anyone who is very like type A and wants orders and routines and schedules, Google and Pinterest have like billions of different schedules for all different age range. And none of those worked for me because I'm just not the kind of person. I just don't want to be locked into like a minute by minute sort of schedule, but we do have like a simple routine. Our routine right now, I have my two-year-old at home and then my five-year-old is at home and he's doing virtual schooling through the school district, but it's kindergarten. So it it doesn't take that long, but we, um, we get up and then when we're eating breakfast, we're starting to go through the schoolwork. And then when my two-year-old's done, he will go and just play. And he's a pretty good independent player, which is really nice, especially compared to my first child who at this age was like attached to me at all times. So it's nice to have a child that's a little bit more independent. Um, and then once we finish schoolwork, my five-year-old has a, a Zoom call with his class. And then after that, they kind of play until lunchtime and then in theory the way I would do when I'm good with keeping up the house I empty the dishes or do the dishes while they're eating breakfast and then do that again throughout the day and that keeps it clean I'm not always so good at that and I'm I'm trying to be better at like just being okay with that and we try to keep our house to the point where it doesn't get out of control because that's what was before we started any sort of decluttering, we would just let the dishes go until there were weeks upon weeks of dirty dishes and it would take two hours to clean the kitchen. Whereas now, since I'm doing it every day, it takes maybe half an hour. And so once they're once they're done with lunch, my two-year-old goes down for a nap. My five-year-old does some computer work for school. And then he has an independent block and he hates it. He's a really extroverted kid but he does so many amazing things in his room with like his legos and he loves building things and um so he does that and then he gets ipad time which is like my kind of like i know it's not the best and i know like we do a ton of screen time but i feel like in this season of life with both kids at home and with me trying to run this business this business is really important to me and it's it's like a deep down thing and I have tried being the 100% stay-at-home mom and I'm just really angry and I'm bitter and that's not good for my family. So I know that there's this balance that I obviously don't want them watching TV all day so I can work a 40-hour week. But Mm -hmm. I also, if, if they have a little bit more screen time than they would if they were at daycare or at school, I'm okay with that because that's just kind of what happens. And then so I work usually like I am not multitasking makes me really kind of angry and better. I don't like when my kids interrupt me. And I've realized that about myself that like, 
obviously that's not a good thing that they're probably more important than me sending an email. And so I try, I only work when they're not, they're either like awake, uh, they're either sleeping or my husband's home or my, my oldest is doing independent time. So I work usually just an hour during nap time because it's like on one hand, it's nice to have that time. And I understand that that's time that a lot of people that don't have. But on the other hand, it's just the worst time of the day. Like, especially after rocking my two-year-old and putting him down, like he's wired and he stays up and talk in his crib, but like, I'm like ready for a nap. And so I force myself to sit down and I just tell myself, okay, there's this one task I want to do and sit down. If I get it done, I can go and do whatever. And usually I get so into what I'm doing that I will work for an hour or two. And then my husband takes them a couple nights a week and gets them dinner and gets them ready for bed so then I can work that time. And then I usually, during this season of coronavirus where we're at home, we're not really going anywhere. So I usually will work a full day on either Saturday or Sunday and then on the other day work a couple of hours. And that's just because I feel like like this whole season is, is really difficult. And so if I can take something from it, it's like, I want it to be like, you know, the, the, the two years where I just went hard on my business, but had the time to do it because we're not going out and hanging with family and doing the things that we would normally do. So at least there can be something good about it. But, um, but I'm really not type A that. As much as I would love to have like a set schedule, I, I kind of go with my energy levels and I feel that if I'm burnt out or like, especially with pregnancy, if I'm tired, I'm going to take a nap if I have the opportunity to do it. Or if the house is messy and I'd rather like clean up, then I will give myself grace to do that. Yeah, no, that's really good. And I think, I think a lot of us are like, you know, with staying home more, having more time, it really it gave us the chance to do things that we didn't normally maybe feel like we could do before. And you said that, you know, this is really, really important to you. And I think that that's something worth talking about a little bit because Mm -hmm. there are so many, you know, we have a lot of mom shaming and mom guilt and all that kind of stuff in our culture. And I think like, that's where my, my business comes in is I want women, moms in particular to not feel like they have to choose between like career and leaving behind their kids or, you know, being with your kids and just not having any, anything else. And I think that, and I don't, I don't think women that say this are meaning are ill intent, but they, um, I told this, I said this one time at church in a, in a like Bible study group. And I said something about to do more of a purpose or something like that. And they were like, well, you're raising your children. And like, that's, all the purpose that you have. That's really an important job right now. And I was like, yes, but like, it's like, yes, I know. And that is true. But I do think that especially in today's world, we have the ability to do all of those things. Now, obviously you can spread yourself too thin and all of that, but I think it's totally possible for us to be good moms. Like you're talking about your kids having screen time. Like, yeah, but a, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like an expert on screen time, but I just feel like when I think of like screens, like as a kid, I watch so much TV and I'm fine. Like, I don't know. I just, I want moms to just know that it's possible to kind of do all of that and that it's okay. 
And like, it kind of goes back to that confidence thing, right? It's finding the thing that resonates with you. Like, what is God asking you to do? Some women are hundred percent wanting to be stay at home moms. And that's okay too. If that's what they want, like if that's what they're feeling called to do, but it's for those moms who are like, feel like this about both of them. And it's like in our world, in the U S at least, um, you have the internet, like there's blogging and podcasting. I mean, you can do coaching. Like there's all these things you can do. And all you don't even have to have a degree of any kind, or you could have a degree. Like there's all these things, all these options. And I just feel like you have to have the confidence to say, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. And like for you, you know, your decluttering journey brought you to a place where you can now help other women do the same. And I think, I mean, you couldn't be teaching on that, right? Until you had gone through it and experienced that. And, and seeing the impact of that. And I think that so often God does that in our lives where we go through like this thing that really impacts us and we can turn that thing into something that we can help others with. Like we don't have to be perfect all mm-hmm. along the way. Yeah. And then with regards to your degree, it doesn't go away. Like if you decide once your kids are all in school and you mm-hmm. decide that you want to go back, you can always make that decision. Like I would do that, like trying to plan out my whole life right from this point. And it's like, mm-hmm. there's, there's nothing to say, like you can choose, you could, you could become a stay at home mom and decide you don't like it at all. And, and decide that you don't like the online business and you can go back. Um, and then also my thought about the screen time is I think it really depends on the family. And I'm sure there's families where their kids go crazy and have tantrums if they have too much screen time. And it's again, going back to that confidence of knowing like what is working best for you and your family. Yes. And I think that's also so good going with your instinct. And I think that is based on your confidence, right? Like just knowing I know what's, I am a human, I'm educated, or even if you're like, you're the, you're your child's mother. Mm-hmm. And so letting yourself say, you know what, even if it's like he watches a tablet all day today, all day it's not going to ruin his life for one day. Like mm-hmm. if you have something you're really trying to get done, maybe you're finishing up a course you're creating or, or whatever it is. Like, I think so often we, we shame. I know I, I do this. I shame myself as the mom, but that's coming from what? Like nobody outside of me is saying, how dare you? Mm-hmm. Um, nobody's saying like anything. Right. And I think, you know, shame can come into it a lot too, where we, like you said before, it's like, why can't I get it together? Why can't I clean my whole house, have it be spotless and, you know, decluttered and have meals on the table and be the perfect meal planner and have a business. And my kid doesn't ever have screen time. And like, that's because it's a lot. And we're also, when we say, why can't I, and we're like putting all of those things, like we're acting like they're rules, like you have to do them versus what are you okay with, you know, and what feels good to you. And I feel like, like, until you go into that place, you like, you don't ever feel like good enough. And then like, there's, you're not showing up in your business or in your life. Like you said, as a mom, whenever you're just being a stay at home mom, and that doesn't feel right to you, it's like creates this resentment probably of like, you know, you, you're not having your thing that you know, you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. So I just think it's, I think it's challenging, but critical to figure out how to create a system, a routine. Like you said, you could be type A and have like super scheduled, but you know, like figuring out whatever that looks like and not shaming yourself over it. That doesn't get you anywhere. And figuring out what looks good for your home, 
for your motherhood and for your business and making those decisions and then stepping into it and knowing it's a process, right? And that's why like you have this blog, this business that helps people with that emotional part of separating from their decluttering, like from their clutter. So they can declutter. That's just one part. So I think having resources like that is so important, but it's it's a process, right? Like you're not going to be like, okay, she said that my emotions are attached to my clutter and it's done, right? Like it takes time to be able to work through that. Mm -hmm. I think when it comes to setting goals, we feel like there's this thing that we think that if we are focusing on the negative, that we're going to be more motivated to change. And I've really been working on being content with the way things currently are and realizing that I can change things for the better. Like I don't have to be down on myself for things like my weight or things like the state of my home or my business. Like I can be really happy with all of those. I'm really grateful. And I'm actually more likely to to work towards them. It's like this weird thing that like when we feel good about the stuff we're doing and we show up like from a place of love, we're actually more motivated to do it as opposed to it's like, oh, I got to go for a run, but I hate doing it. The whole time you're running, you're telling yourself I'm so slow and I probably look terrible. Well, if you show up and you're like, this is fun. I get to go outside. I get to listen to my music. You're more likely to show up and do those goals. Yeah. As you were saying that, I was thinking about you know, a lot of the people, well, the person that I imagine listening to this podcast, she's high achieving in some way, or maybe her her personality is just that way. Like she's really all about getting things done and doing really big things in her life. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like if she's going to switch from career pursuit to doing this whole work at home mom thing, then she is going to rock it. Like she right. thinks that she's got to like hit the ground running and she's going to hit six figures her first year. Like she's going to basically do everything she can. And what happens is she runs smack into reality. It's like, they're going to be starting a business. I don't know where I heard this, but like starting a business, it's it's like therapy. I mean, you are going to bring up all of the things that you struggle with, all of the things that, you know, like for me, it was like imposter syndrome, like just confidence and fear, like all of that is just going to come up. And if you, and so if you are in the space of everything's going to be perfect, I'm going to, you know, rock it. Then when you run into the inevitable hurdles and the mindset blocks that are just going to hit you in the face, if you're not prepared to give yourself that grace, not shame yourself, then you'll make it through and you'll, you'll actually overcome it. And what God's been sharing with me a lot over the past few weeks is about community and how sometimes like we're not going to be good at everything. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, if I'm not good at organizing, hey, you know, friend, come in here and help and like allowing her to help me. That's just one example. But when you take shame out of that picture, you're able to move forward faster instead of me shaming myself, continuing to work against a schedule that I don't even like and da da da. And it's like, I'm not getting anything done. I'm not mm-hmm. making any improvements. And so I think that for new entrepreneurs, even if you're not new, it's just when you're trying to really adjust to working from home, give yourself grace, keep trying to create, even if it's like you said, even if it's not a super strict schedule, having something, I mean, if you just try to free float through Mm -hmm. everything that you're not going to get anything done, because you're not going to want to, you're not going to feel like doing a lot of the work. And there's a lot of things to do, a lot of things to manage as a work at home mom. Mm -hmm. 
And for me personally, I found that I can't set deadlines. And I know that's like totally against like business productivity rules. But for me, I found like if I like at the beginning of the week, come up with a whole schedule of what I think is realistic, I get really bitter if I don't meet those goals. And so I found that like, I will write a list and then pick two to three things. And I think of it as like, what would I be sad if I got to the end of the week and I didn't do these things? And I do that both for like personal and for business. And then I focus on just one thing at a time. And I do that one thing, like very like single focus until it's done. And sometimes it goes a lot quicker than I think it will. And sometimes it takes the whole week, but then at least I'm I'm like managing my expectations of understanding that I have more than just my business to run. And I always ask myself, like, what can I do to make this easy? Like, I know this thing I want to do and I'm making it difficult. Well, what would it look like if it was easy? And then usually I can come up with an idea and a lot of it's, well, I can just record it and see how it goes or like write the blog post and see how it goes. And, and just like letting go of that perfection and this idea that has to be done a certain way because um, that, that held me back for years of not putting anything out because I wanted everything to be perfect. And I've done so much better just putting something out and, and with the idea that, I mean, podcast is a little bit different, but with a blog post, you can always go back and rewrite it. And there's been blog posts that have gotten a lot more traction. And so I do go back and I update them and I make them better. And same thing with like writing emails, like the more I email my list, the better I get at it. And hopefully the better of a connection I have with them. And I wouldn't have gotten that way if I wasn't emailing them at all, I would still be at square one. Yeah. I think as entrepreneurs for sure and humans, but for sure as entrepreneurs that like when we are trying a business, and I think there is value, obviously, in learning how to do it on the front end and like researching it and thinking about it before you act a little bit. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the clarity is going to come from doing, like you said. I mean, you're just going to get better and better. Like, you know, my 10th podcast guest interview is going to just sound different. It's going to flow different than the first one, but you can't get better at it and you can't get comfortable too. Like, that confidence comes through commitment. Like I'm going to do a podcast or I'm going to write a blog or whatever it is. And then the second one is the courage to actually do it. And you're going to take the, you know, take the step and you're going to do the thing. And then when you start doing that, you start to like know how to do it. You get competent and then you have the confidence but you don't, we think a lot of people think you need to, you're not going to take the action until you have confidence. Right. You don't get the confidence until you do all of that. Right. But you might fall on your face. It might not work the way you thought it was going to work, but it's not, you have to be willing to risk it to get everything done. Well, and I, I just recently put like affirmations on my phone. So they would come up throughout the day. And one of them is that failure is a gift. It's an opportunity to learn and grow. Mm -hmm. Because I am totally the kind of person that it's like failure means that I'm a failure and things, nothing's working. And I'm taking it very personally when, whereas I've been really just trying to focus on the fact of, well, every single time I launch, I'm getting better and I'm seeing what people are interested in, what they, what they, what emails they open, what emails they click through. And hopefully like I keep getting better and but yeah, it's been really good to to get used to the idea that failure is just part of the process. And it it kind of is the process with entrepreneurship that you just have to try things and, and learn from them. 
Yes. And that's a perspective shift too. Like when things are hard, instead of seeing it as failure or like, why can't I do this? It's like, what is God trying to teach me? What is he trying to Mm -hmm. show me? How, how am I being changed into the person I need to be, to be successful? Feeling a little like the discontentment with your, your home or the way you're showing up with your kids. I know that I had like this I, I have a tendency to work, 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 work. And I realize that I'm actually just busy and not actually doing mm-hmm. like a busy, not productive. But anyway, like realizing those things to then feel like, eh, I don't like that. I don't, it doesn't, you know, and like working that into like, what is God trying to show me with that until you kind of get to this place that, that feels right. And, um, but you have to be in tune with recognizing that it's God shaping your character, not I, I'm terrible and I'm a failure and I can't do this and humbling yourself enough to say, okay, I need to change this versus Mm -hmm. trying to push against that and just do it anyway, do it anyway. That's really good. So where can, where can people find you to learn more about you? So I set up a page, um, thesimplifiedhome.com slash mama with a calling, all one word. If they are interested in downloading, um, I have a free resource. It's called Ditch the Mess Starter Kit. And it is it walks you through some things that you can do that will help cut your decluttering time in half. And I'm really proud of it. I spent so much time on this. I wanted to make it better than what some people are offering as their paid products. And this is one of my free products. So I'm, I'm just really proud of it. So if anyone's struggling with clutter and wants help on that, that would be a good place to go. That is awesome. Yes. You guys should grab that. Um, I'm going to go grab that. And yeah, I think we could all use help with that. And then of course, the simplified home on Instagram. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for talking with me today. It's been a pleasure and we will talk soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Mama with the Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawiththecalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, are you loving these episodes? To make sure this podcast gets in the ears of as many mamas as possible, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm going to be reading your reviews on the podcast, so I can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you know someone that needs to hear these episodes, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Mama with a Calling so I can share it in my stories. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.